0: This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What if I gave you $750? what would you do with that? And what if that $750 also may come with a multiplier that you can 2x, 5x, 10x, maybe even 100x that investment? What I'm looking for right now is I have a small spot of coaching spots available, and I'm looking to offer you a $750 free intro call with me. You got to be willing to invest in yourself, but in this call, it's a free coaching call, 30 minutes. And what you can do is, dive deep we can discuss about you and your business and what it is that you want to go to the dream life you want to create and and the struggles and challenges that you're having and then i can give you one or two tips that can help you move forward towards that and also if i can help you i'll share in ways i can do that also if that's something that's interested in you and inspires you to want to do that check out the show notes below or go visit callwithdrvic.com and set up an appointment today appreciate you now let's go ahead and let's get into the show Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment. Each Friday, we release a podcast that we had a recording, an episode on talking about something to help you elevate in your life in some way, shape, or form to really maximize your experience with your life experiment. This week, I had the honor of interviewing Harry Glorikin, and we talk all about tech in the relation to health. And this, I think, is a huge movement that's been going on for a little bit. And, and Harry is just he's the guy who is testing things out and knowing where we're moving towards and, and so much more. And he also has a book out that talks about how artificial intelligence can get us healthier, stress less and live longer. And I truly believe that is the movement of what we're starting to see here. Before I dive into sharing the podcast episode with you guys, uh, talk a little about Harry. Harry is a, a global business expert, healthcare entrepreneur, podcaster, and author of the Future, the Future You, How Artificial Intelligence Can Get You Healthier, Stress Less, and Live Longer. For over three decades, uh, Glorkin has built a breadth of successful ventures in the healthcare space, and he is well-known for being at the forefront of helping invest in and grow innovative healthcare companies that are tackling groundbreaking areas of healthcare and biotechnology. A sought-after speaker, Glorkin is frequently quoted in the media and regularly asked to access, influence, and be part of innovative concepts and trends. He also holds four U.S. patents in telecommunications and has others pending. Glorikin currently serves as a general general partner at Scientia Ventures, a VC firm focused on up-leveling companies that have the potential to transform healthcare, in particular, the firm targeted businesses at the cutting edge of life sciences with an emphasis on computational biology and chemistry, the digitization of medicine and digital therapies. And so also Harry serves on the board of stage zero life sciences, a publicly traded healthcare technology business dedicated to the early detection of cancer and multiple disease states through the whole blood and drumroll health, which developed AI technologies to foster closer partnerships between patients, healthcare professionals and healthcare companies. This podcast is definitely, we're going to go deep into some of the science and maybe do some ahas, and I'll have some links for you guys in the show notes to connect with some of the gadgets and digital things that we were talking about. But with no further ado, here is Harry Glorikin. Harry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you on. I, you know, my background's in health and wellness and, and and all that with my chiropractic and all these other things I've done. And, you know, you always hear the doom and gloom of technology in, in some ways. There are some positives too that, you know, I've, I've had conversations and my own my own stuff, but uh, I'm really excited to dive and just go really into with what you do and what you're up to. So thanks for taking the time to join us at the Mindful Experiment and all our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So my first question, like my listeners always know, is how did you get into what you're doing? What inspired you? What was your journey? What's your story? Well, so I've been in healthcare for my entire career. So, you
1: know, started out a long time ago in an area called pathology, um, which is sort of like looking at dead tissue. But um, I've I've been in the space for forever. I was involved in, you know, the company that did the human genome um and you know uh, i've always been on the bleeding edge of technology so that sort of has always kept me engaged and interested uh and then at one point i was uh, thinking you know we're finally starting to datafy healthcare which where you know you know we're the last group that ever decided to get into datification of healthcare and so most people will remember if you went to your doctor you'd walk in and there'd be file folders everywhere, like big, huge file folders, because everybody had a file. And then finally, you know, with the Reinvestment and Recovery Act, uh, doctors started getting on, okay, we need an electronic health record to get there. And so the minute you datafy, you start changing everything. And so I wrote my first book uh, for the industry mainly about how data was gonna change everything in their world. And then my second book, which is The Future You, is all for the consumer to understand how they can incorporate technology into their life and sort of help them lead a healthier life.
0: I love that. Yeah, I think in this day and age, data is so critical. It's something I harp on like crazy. Uh, just what you can do on your own, right? Because there's so much out there. Um, yep. To, and we were talking just before we got on, like sometimes it's, it's getting to a point now where we can manage our stuff better and there's, you know, or we can keep track of things a little bit more uh, compared to what our doctor can do or something just because of apps and all these different things. What are some things that, um, you know, what What do you see as, you know, I like to pick your brain a little bit into the future side of things. Like, how do you see things foregoing? Or if I'm getting ahead, let me know We can if there's steps before this question um, of how we're moving forth with data and utilizing it and how does it really impact and how can it really measure and track or, or different types of measurements? when it comes to different health aspects? So, I mean,
1: you know, there's everything from what's happening in the hospital, which I, you know, I mean, it seems like every week now there's a new FDA cleared, you know, artificial intelligence enhanced system, right? Either for, for some sort of image or uh, an ECG trace or something, right? Where it's making their job more efficient, um, you know, it's highlighting things that the physician needs to look at. Um, and the beauty about the, the machine is it didn't play poker the night before. It's not tired. It didn't have a fight with its partner. You know, it's it's just going to do what it's going to do over and over and over again. It gets better over time. You know, regarding what people can do themselves, there's so much that, that people can sort of have at their home to sort of monitor their own health or the health of their loved ones. I mean, look, I, you know, I've, I've, I've got a, you know, a wireless blood pressure cuff here, right? You can, that's the silent killer when you don't know your blood pressure is high. You don't know until that one time you go visit your doctor. And by that point, it's already like too late. Right. Whereas if you saw it going up, you might change your diet a little bit. Maybe you go for a few extra walks, but you'll make a difference in your life, you know, in your, in your habit. There's, uh, somewhere over here is, you know, I've got a Cardia uh, ECG monitor, right? I put my two fingers on this and all of a sudden it'll take a six parameter view of my heart. Um, And it's like $80, right? And so, uh, and then there's an AI system which will look at the trace and tell you if something is out of of line. And so, you know, and all the wearables I've sort of got on at the moment, but you can you can monitor your sleep you can monitor your exercise you can uh you know i was wearing a cgm not that long ago a continuous glucose monitor so that i could see how different foods affected my glucose level and the number of people that are pre-diabetic in the united states don't even know it is huge so if they if they actually had that information would they make some changes in their life, right? So that they didn't get sick or have to stick themselves with a needle, right? Because they're now full-blown diabetic. They probably would. Most people don't like sticking themselves with a needle. So they'll make a a change in their lifestyle. So, um, you know, all of these technologies are now available to the consumer, right? And what I look for is when I'm sort of looking at them or testing them is, how easy is it for someone to look at it and understand you know, the information, right? Because you know, all the stuff that's made for doctors is like, oh my God, I need a dictionary, right? Just to figure out what this means. Um, and even then I'm like, I still don't understand what it means, right? Uh, but the stuff for consumers is being put into a format where you could be like, okay, red is bad, green is good, Let's try and move the, you know, let's try and move the line down to something that you know, that I can manage in my life. Um, and I tell people, get a wireless scale. Just seeing that the line is going up may be enough motivation for you to want to change the direction of the line. Um, and if you go to your doctor, I mean, if you've got the last six months of your data, you know, that person is gonna look at it and human beings are really good at pattern recognition. And so we look at and go, yep, the line is great, right? Or, uh, Harry, that blood pressure is, you know, that doesn't look right. I mean, it keeps, you know, going up and down and playing with the red zone, let's talk about. And so now instead of that one moment when you go see the doctor and you only have that one moment you've got some data to take with you.
0: I love that. You're speaking my love language when it comes to tech. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm going to be starting a continuous glucose monitoring next month because I've been trying to, uh, I'm big in like the biohacking. I'm like, I need to get this just so I can see how do I get it as low as I possibly can and what workouts are going to help with that? What is it? And just monitor all that because it's great information, right? A doctor, even like I have a buddy of mine who I, he's my nutrition guy. Even though I know nutrition very extensively, I'm like, I always believe you shouldn't, you shouldn't doctor yourself. Uh, in chiropractic school, there's like the one who doctors himself is only but a fool. So I was like, never going to be that person, no matter how much I know things. And so I'll go to him, I'll tell him stuff. But then I'm like, why is this? I've tried this, I've done this, but I'm hitting walls with it. And it's like, you know what? I can use this data, right? To get my own thing. Just like I saw you have an aura ring on, right? You're wearing one of the aura rings. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so it's one of those things where like, I talked about this ten years ago with Neo when they had the Neo headbands, which I love that mm-hmm. one. That one was my favorite. Um, but long story short, I would tell people, you know, you, oh, we need ninety-minute cycles of sleep. Well, is that really true? And everybody would be like, what do you mean? You're, I'm like, hold on, we, I've been told. I was taught this in school, but I'm not saying that I, I'm, just because I was taught it doesn't mean it has to be that. Science is always challenging things, right? And it wasn't until I started seeing my own sleep work, my sleep stuff, I was going, yeah, no. How the heck do I go from sleep go into deep? go back to mid and then go back to deep and then I'll fluctuate throughout. And it's not 90 minute cycles. And so I said, it may work for some, but it doesn't work for others. And what I think tech is doing, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I personally believe I think it's making us more from an individual process or standard of care in a way, because now we can say, Hey, you know, here's the studies, but then here's me. And do I fit those studies or do I not fit those studies? Would would you agree on that? No,
1: absolutely. I mean, look, I have sleep apnea. And so I don't fit any of the normal stuff. And even tech screws up when it comes to monitoring me Um, because the CPAP sort of changes my HRV. And so my HRV doesn't follow like, you know, the whoop band would always be like, dear HRV is not really good. You haven't rested, right? And it it doesn't take into account that I'm on a CPAP, right? So, you learn your individual patterns when you're, you've are you got these technologies. And then you can do, and you know, some people will do this and some people won't, but you can do A-B testing, right? You can be like, all right, I'll have that glass of wine tonight. Let me see how it does. I won't have that glass of wine tonight. And let me see how that does. And you can clearly see how you react to different stimuli um, and which one works better. And so my wife is like, I mean, she just doesn't really drink anymore um, because she's noticed that it crushes her deep sleep at night. And I know it crushes mine, but sometimes I just, you know, (laughs) there's a glass of wine out there that's calling my name or something. Uh, But, uh, you know, I do it knowing what the consequences are, as opposed to Waking up the next morning and going, oh my god, I really don't understand. Why do I feel like this? Like now you know why you feel that way, and so now you get to make a conscious choice. Um, I mean, nobody drives their car without a dashboard. Like you know what's going on, right? Well, why wouldn't you want to some insight and dashboard into what's going on in yourself? I mean, I'm a, I am a believer of like I want to be as healthy as long as possible, and then just when it's time just go, right? I do not want to to fall apart slowly in an agonizing way. And I think these technologies, what they do is they let you live the healthiest life you can. And then when it's time, it's time. It just is what it is. Right? Or, or alert you to something before it becomes a huge problem. And I think you asked me where the future is going. I think These technologies are going to be early warning signals of, you know, failure that's coming and maybe you can avoid it or push it off for a much longer period of time than it coming on sooner in your life and interfering with, you know, what's going on in your life at that time.
0: I I couldn't agree with you more on that because the way I see it too is like you're saying catching things ahead of time and then you can do the work where maybe it's working with a nutritionist or maybe working with something with this, whatever that shows up to now all of a sudden take charge in your health i think that's the most critical thing because the old model of thinking is i have an issue go to a doctor get a pill done i'm good right not really but that's just the model we've been living in and 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 reactive and now we can look and go i'm going to be more proactive how can i be proactive i'm going to get you know get, get a continuous glucose monitoring thing see how my what my diet is why is it fluctuating the way it is um and all these different things you have you mentioned HRV. I'm a huge fan of HRV. I've used it in my own practice. I uh, use, I mean, Aura Ring has an HRV built into it too. We use the Whoop though, you said. Um, can you explain to the listeners just a little bit what HRV is and, and and why do you use it? And why do you, I'm assuming you love it or you, you wouldn't be using it, um, but correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Well, I struggle with it, right? Um, and maybe, you know, some, something we can talk about a little bit, but I struggle with it because. So the the whoop will will make one estimation, the aura ring will make another estimation, and then my Apple Watch will make another estimation, right? So whatever the algorithm is, is they're not harmonized. That's for sure. Right. So you you should find one and standardize it, but I'm looking at all of them, right? Um, and you know, it's the it's the time between the love dub in your heart, right? So when when something is when the two valves in your heart between them. Um, and, you know, it's the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system and how well, how much they're interacting with each other. And are you getting enough rest, basically? Obviously, I will tell you, I am not getting enough rest, right? So <laughs> based on all the data that I've got. Um, and, uh, and it's funny, right? If I don't wear my CPAP, my, my HRV gets better, right? And when I wear my CPAP, my deep sleep is better, my, my HRV is worse, which is interesting. So um, I would love to figure out how not to have sleep apnea, go back to normal. But uh, uh, I feel like either I'm gonna have to lose like 25 pounds um, or uh, they're gonna have to come up with something that uh, you know, makes it go away. There, there is an implantable now. Uh, that basically you have a little uh, remote garage door opener, you push the button and it puts uh, an electric charge, which keeps the airway open, and then when you wake up, you push it and it turns it off. So um, you know, I might I might go drastic and try that if it if it works on me, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't figured out how to get my HRV consistently to that rest state um, because of the, the, the sleep apnea.
0: Well, it's one of the things that when it comes to like heart variability, cause I would have patients be like, oh doc, you use HRV. Oh, I have the O-ring or I have this, or I have that. It's the same thing. And I'm always like, not the same thing. They're like, what do you mean? I go, it's the same technology, but there's different algorithms or different things we're taking into consideration. I go the ring or that I go, I use HRV. I look at mine on my ring and everything. And it's, it's pretty, it, it, it's close, um, to where I'll be like, yeah, it's, it's kind of hitting the mark, but I go, You got to remember when you're doing HRV in my office with the system I'm using, it's taking it's it's in a controlled group, so it's all controlled. So that way we're gonna get very high accurate results. I go if you go check your SRV at night when you're sleeping, there's so many variables that can come up. Like just with a CPAP machine, right? You got the machine running, you got the all this stuff going on, that can disrupt your chance because you're you're hearing things, even though we think oh there's a little noise, I'm fine. Your brain has to pick up it's picking up signals so that can disrupt things i'm not saying that's the reason why but it's just it's one of those potentials and so it's one of those things where i would always at the show pace i'm like there's a difference between you know being in a closed system versus you know all these potentials that can throw it off and that's where you know you're looking at those kind of different things with hrv i could i could understand your frustration though immensely yeah i mean when whenever i use these technologies
1: I mean, other than weight, which is actual, right? But a lot of our blood pressure, a lot of these other technologies like the sleep tracking or whatever, I use them as directional inaccuracy, not, oh my God, this is the exact correct number, right? Um, Now, that being said, they keep getting better. The sensors keep getting better. So we're getting closer and closer to medical grade on a lot of this stuff, Um, but You know, when I talk to my sleep guy, I'm like, he's like, well, you know, it's not accurate. I'm like, I know it's not accurate, but directionally, it's correct. And he's like, yes, directionally, it's correct. Like, I'm a consumer. All I need is directional. Like, it's either going in the right direction or it's going in the wrong direction. I don't need to know .02, you know, difference because that's not going to make a difference for me. Um, So I think people need to understand that and. You just need to know, like, am I moving into the green or am I moving into
0: the red, basically? I think you bring up a really good point too, because like even the aura ring, you know, I have the I don't have the new one. So I don't know what the data is on the new one. But I interviewed one of the top thought leaders in sleep. Um, she owns the she's an inventor for the pad or pad. And she worked, does a lot of research with Oura Ring. And I was asking her, I'm like, okay, I need to know accuracy. That's what I care about. Because I'm like, there's so many things out there. Like the Apple Watch has one, all these ones. I go, I'll have a patient come in and go, I slept four and a half hours of deep sleep. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, like, yes, I, my thing told me. I'm like, nope, trust me, you did not sleep four and a half hours. I, I can I can promise you that did not happen. And she'll be like, yeah, but look at my record, three and a half, four. I'm like, that that doesn't happen. I'm like, I'm not saying that, I mean, I don't want to rule you out, but I'm like, I go, I had someone else tell me this last week. I go, I've been tracking sleep for over eight years. I've never seen either. I'm like, if I get two, two and a half hours, that that's pretty impressive. Um, but it's so funny, but they were telling me like, it's 90% accurate. And I said, 90% is good for me because like you just said, it just gives you a little bit of information. It's just like, uh, when you do your own pricking on your finger, the FDA allows, uh, 20% error with those machines. And I'm like 20% error. That means one out of every five pricks I do because I do a lot of my checking. And that's why I want to get the, 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 the thing. I'm tired. I don't want to do it all the time. Um, and I don't have diabetes or anything. I'm just a biohacker. So I'm always looking at like, where's my sugar? Or how am I handling this? Or if I drink coffee 30 minutes later, what does that do to my sugar levels? So that way I can modify to know if I can have coffee or if I don't um, just because of how it affects me and stuff. So I like how you bring that up though because there's a lot of people who think that it is. Oh, this is this is one hundred percent accurate, or this is exactly what it is. And understanding that these they're we're, they're getting closer and closer to that, but it's still that that process is just being directional. So, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I like the you know. So you you do what other is there any other ones that you're using? I love to pick your brain a little bit more on this. You mean for tracker Sorry, or te- te- tech wise? Yeah, tech wise. Um,
1: let's see. <laughs> um, I I do like I do like my whoop from a coaching perspective, right? So when I'm working out, it it does because it sets goals based on your how how much it quote you recovered, right? And so when I am working out, I, I I see the line and it sort of drives me to hit that line, and so that that's always a good thing, right? Because the 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 watch I don't consider as a coach, it's I think of the watch as sort of almost like it's data aggregation. Um, whereas the Whoop is sort of really designed for working out and optimizing your workout and that sort of thing. Um, I use auto sleep uh, for one of the sleep trackers that I use which is hooked up to my watch. Um, and I've been using that the longest. So for, from a longitudinal big data perspective that has the most data. And then, um, you know, my uh, uh, eight sleep bed. I have to admit, I do like the eight sleep bed. I mean, it warms up before you get into bed. And so you get it and, you know, it's winter here in in the Northeast. So you you get into a warm bed, you're like, okay, all right. I could could definitely now sleep better when I've got that. Um, So, you know, those are the ones that I've been... Using uh, regularly, as, a, as well as you know, the blood pressure cuff and the, you know, the uh, ECG and so forth. Um, but there's a lot of interesting stuff happening out there now. Like, you know, there's technologies that are getting FDA approved, like one where, uh, if you've got a child with ADHD, um, they can be prescribed a video game. And by playing the video game, they can sort of get trained on how to concentrate better and sort of you see equivalent results to Adderall or Ritalin without any of the side effects based on a video game. And there's ones for now pain, there's ones for uh, substance abuse, Um, but there's like eight different products now that are FDA cleared that your doctor would prescribe to you um, and it's a digital device or a video game or something of that nature that would help someone not have to take a drug, but help them manage themselves uh, accordingly.
0: I love that. Yeah, there's, there's there's some good stuff. I think there's even, uh, I forgot the name of the company. There's a couple actually. It's a bracelet you wear and it'll send a frequency or, or something along those lines and it'll, it'll, it'll affect HRV and it helps like calm the nervous system and calm the body down um, or something along those lines. I forget the name of it. I'll have to look it up now. But um, so I, I, I like I said, you have the eight mattress. I have my, I have the chili pad that I use. Um, so it's one of those things where what, what uh, you know, it, it. have you noticed with, because you track a lot and this is a great thing. I love to have that. Do you notice that where, you know, have you played around where you go colder in the beginning, warmer, and if our different things like that affect your, your deep sleep and your REM and so forth? So it's interesting. Uh, they've introduced a, um,
1: machine learning algorithm that it changes itself and then makes the next night's suggestion about how to optimize itself. Right. And so, uh, and it it asks you, were you cold in this, you know, at this time or whatever? And and in the beginning, I would be like, yeah, that was too cold. That that woke me up. Or blah 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 blah. And it learns and adjusts accordingly. And my wife's side is different than my side. So you know, if she's happy, right, then I'm not. <laughs> everything is good. Uh, but you know my side is different than her side and it keeps adjusting itself to sort of optimize and it now takes into account the weather outside and so as the weather's warming up it sort of is constantly changing itself to optimize itself and i'm i'm looking forward to the summer cuz up here it can get you know very humid very hot and let's see how this thing i'm expecting my air conditioning bill to actually go down because if the water is cooler, then I don't need the air conditioning as much to sort of
0: keep the room cool. I like that one feature you talk about, because one issue I have with mine is, is the changing of seasons. And I always have to readjust what I do. So like in the winter, I can't keep it as I like, I like to go to a bed. That's like in the, you know, in the summer for sure, 58 degrees. I, I love that. I like it to be real cold when I go to bed. Um, but in this, in the winters, um, that will throw off my sleep. So I have to go a little warmer uh, when it comes to that. And then, but every time there's a season change, I'll look at my sleep after three nights in a row, I'm going, it's just not right. I'm not hitting the deep like I like to and the REM, like I like to, uh, then I'm like, I got to readjust this. So that's kind of cool that they they add that feature and kind of get you out of the way and just says, hey, you do you and I'll just keep tracking and making sure this is working. Well, no, I mean, most of these
1: technologies where we're going is you're going to have to do less and less, and it's going to do more and more, and just make your life easier, right? I mean, at some point, you're going to imagine like the thermostat is going to talk to your watch, which is going to talk to the bed. And between the three, right, it's going to optimize, so you get the best sleep. So you wake up in the morning, and you're like, man, I feel ready to go. And I mean, you know, all the CEOs I know, (laughs) They need as much energy during the day and clarity of mind, right? So that they can do what they can do so they can optimally perform. But I assume everybody wants to optimally perform. Nobody wants their next day to be suboptimal. And so these technologies just sort of let you be the best that you can be
0: uh, without sacrificing something along the way. And this is where the, the AI comes in, correct? This is where the, the artificial yeah. intelligence does its work and, and learning programs. And so or they, I think they call that DNA programming. That was years ago. I, my first, before I got in the, when I was going into college, I wanted to be in computer science. So, and that's when they were talking about DNA programming. I mean, what's DNA programming? Oh, this is when the computer learns. I was like, you're telling me it can learn and adapt Or like, yeah, totally. I was like, that's crazy. And that was like 19 years ago. Um, but that's kind of what it will do. it will measure things. You'll see where you are. And it will also get to the point where it can modify and help you be like, hey, we're going to do this, change this. Can it even get to the point where even from a nutritional standpoint with CGMs, eventually when the cost starts to come down more, it's more accessible. I mean, I think with insurance, some insurances and conditions, you can actually get that uh, no, no cost out of pocket, if I'm not mistaken. But um, seeing that also being the, the kind of that future where the computer is like monitoring every little thing. And you just got to just all you got to do is input what you ate. And it's going to learn and pick up things and be going like, all right, here's where your diet should be based because of what we saw.
1: Well, so that's already happening with the two companies that have CGMs, which is like um, January. AI is one of the companies and Levels is one of the other companies. And the system learns based on what you're telling it you're eating. And it will sort of understand what your blood sugar will look like, even when you're not using the CGM. And so can help you adjust your diet accordingly. Um, And, you know, uh, January will actually be able to make a suggestion for a similar food. So you're not necessarily giving up something you really like. Um, It'll give you an alternative that you can try. Um, So we're already moving in that direction. Um, And there are some companies coming out with Uh, blood tests, where you can actually look at the biomarkers in the blood and then make adjustments to sort of optimize that. Um, I don't think I want to prick myself all the time if I don't have to. Um, But you can see how the data that they're collecting on healthy people eventually will turn into things that that is available for a, a larger population of people that can sort of manage themselves better. And so I think for younger people, it helps them stay healthier longer. For you know people in my age, it's sort of it's a way of pushing off bad stuff. And if you have a chronic disease, you know, instead of waiting to go see your doctor and then adjusting, it sort of gives you real-time data that helps you manage that chronic disease, you know better and so you don't have flare-ups um, along the way, which the only person that suffers is, is you as the patient.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's cool that I'm hearing that. I'm glad they're doing that already because then my mind starts to go, we can use HRV and that we can see why sugars also be affected. Then we can start taking other parameters into that because nutrition's one thing, but then there's also, um, you know, I know for a fact, working with clients and so sometimes they want to like, they said they want to do a keto diet or they want to start fasting and do this. And I always tell them, let me let me let's look at your hrv first and i'll let you know if you can do that and they're like what do you mean i'm like if you're a paras- person if you're sympathetic dominant or what i call the gas pedal throttle pushing hard i'm like your your cortisol levels are higher everything's higher you're going to stress the hell out of your body i was like if we can calm that first It'll make the process a lot easier and you'll be able to adapt better and we get faster results. So it'd be cool to see when that, you know, eventually someone's going to come up with that and be like, hey, we should tie all these kind of things in because is there going to come a point where, I know I interviewed someone year uh, over a year ago who was talking about we need to start pulling all the data to one app. Is there going to come a point or is there companies already out doing this Where because there's so many different companies with so many different data. When are we all going to tie this all together versus having 100 apps? So, you know, I, I,
1: I, it is going to move in that direction. But as you know, and I know, right? So we've always done clinical studies on people that are not well, right? That's that's a clinical trial. It's, you got to find those people that are not well And we've never really done these big studies on quote, healthy people, right? And so a lot of these companies now that are have these health and wellness apps, they have populations of healthy people, right? That we now know are like, It's a distribution curve of health. Um, But I think what we need to do is understand what is the range of healthy, how to adjust healthy. And then once we have that data, now you can start to say, okay, let me put these two together and see what happens. And let, okay, let me put these three together and see what happens. And so you can start to build a matrix of how something can optimize health across multiple parameters and then be able to communicate it to someone, uh, you know, in what to do. Because if you give people too much, they're like, I'm done. I, I can't deal with this. Um, it's too, it's too, you're t- you're having, I can't change too many levers, you know, too many times. Right. So I always tell people like, even in the book, you know, pick one thing, incorporate it in your life see how it you know makes a change. And then if you wanna add another one, because the first one now has become second nature. And when you add the next one, it's not overwhelming into what you're doing. Um, I mean, one of the apps I've looked at, it's called humanity. It will actually calculate your rate of aging, right? Based on multiple parameters. And I've now seen like there are older people that use it that are like, uh, I don't wanna age any faster than I am. And so they're actually going for that extra walk to, to drive down that number, um, whereas before they were you know, very sedentary. So you need to sort of almost encourage people and show people a very simple way to move the needle and then they'll, they'll try to do it. And if they move the needle, it encourages them to keep the needle moving in the, that
0: same direction. Yeah, I agree. It's it's Too much can be overwhelming because that's why I, I appreciate you bringing that up because all the tech you're using, and I, I know I use a ton of my own, uh, it overwhelms people at times. And there's uh, that's kind of a cool app to kind of help people with because there's actually, because um, HRV can be used in so many different ways. And one of the ways uh, some chiropractors and nutrition, uh, they, they, some of these chiros specialize in like advanced nutrition work. And they have a HRV system. that will tell you your actual physiological age of where you are right now based on HRV parameters and all these other things that come with it. And it's great because when you get the number, if it's green, that means you're younger. If it's yellow, it's kind of like, and you put out your age in there. So this is where the colors come in. And then red means you're, living, you're, you're older than what you should be. Uh, and you need to bring, pull that back so that you can get back to where you are or even younger than that. Yeah, I mean, people don't, fully understand that just because your
1: chronological age is one thing, uh, it doesn't mean that genetically and physiologically that you might not be older, right? I mean, we've seen it, like you meet someone and you're like, are you sure they're 50? Because that person does not look, right? I mean, they look older than they are, right? So (laughs) that's not a figment of my imagination, uh, right? And then you see somebody else where you're like, are you sure he's 50? Cause he looks 35, right? So that, that doesn't happen necessarily by accident. Genetics plays uh, you know a large role in that, but, you know, optimizing your health can turn the, I don't want to say turn the clock back, but that's the theory is we can optimize things so that we're not aging to the same degree because of all the crap that's in our
0: cells and you know, things that sort of age us faster. It's like, I always say, like, you're, we're all walking down the same path. It's just, do you want to be a snail or do you want to be a rabbit on it? And we can choose it. it's just how you, my choices you make every day can determine uh, how fast we're going there. Because as much as I think, I think humans, we still seek to find that the, the anti-aging, right? And we stop the aging process. I like, mean, you can't do that. We're not designed to be that way, but we can slow it down we can stop premature aging. We can, we can definitely do that. And there's a lot of things we can do and a lot of the stuff you're sharing, right? Cause sleep, it's funny now, like sleep is getting a lot of love all of a sudden out of the ordinary. Uh, maybe because you, you know, Americans are sleeping so horribly nowadays, but it's one of those things where uh, they'll be talking about like, now you can sleep with weight loss. You can sleep with this. You can sleep with that. You can sleep with this. And I'm just going, imagine if you can track it. Imagine if you can use data to maximize that to get those benefits and so much more. So I love the movement and all that's It's really, really great. Um, Harry, how can people connect with you, find you, your, your book, all the information, what you do and all this great stuff? So the book is available on Amazon.
1: So if they just type into Amazon, the future you and my last name, Glerikian, Glorikian, G-L-O-R-I-K-I-A-N, it, it'll come up immediately. Um, and uh, for me, if they just look up www.mylastnameglorikian.com they can see my podcast is on there my other books are on there um and so they can get to everything that that's there um those are the two probably best ways to get a hold of me and i'm all the, i'm on all the different social media applications <laughs> and, you know uh, as much as i don't like The social media stuff, it's you need to be there when you're when you're trying to help people, you know, move into a place where they can be healthier. There's something out there, right, that can move the needle with somebody or a loved one that they have and make a big difference.
0: So true. Um, for all the listeners, I will have all that information in the show notes for you. Um, Harry, it was fun. I appreciate you coming on, sharing your wealth of knowledge with the tech and health and where it's moving and all the futures of that. Um, it's definitely gonna, you're, you're moving the needle forward for people to take more power to themselves and also data so they can figure out what's actually going on and how they could solve more uh, solutions. Well, I think this tech is going to definitely, uh, lead us to being healthier down the road. So greatly appreciate you.